Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Hi, everyone. It's Jamie Jo Wright here at Mad Lit Musings. And today I have with us a return author and a good friend, Katie Powner. Hey, Katie. Hi, Jamie. How are and you? I'm good. And- I'm good. And you brought your friend. Yes, and Moline is with me. <laughs> I love having Moline. Moline, thank you and welcome to the show. And for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, Moline is, um, does she know she's stuffed or should I not say that out loud? She's <laughs> well, a st- you, just, she, you just did, so. <laughs> Don't listen, Moline. She's a stuffed cow and she's wearing red pearls and she's absolutely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> She's my mascot and my social media assistant. Yes. And she does a good job. She really cheers you on well. <laughs> and I've been blessed. I was able to meet Moline in person. So that was That's really true. Cool. Yeah. That was yeah. great. Not a lot of people can say that. No, no, they can't. Because you are off in the wilds of Montana. And that's not exactly <laughs> next door to a lot of the writerly things. We don't make appearances very often. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem when so many of the writer and reader retreat things happen in like the Midwest or California or something. It's just not feasible to get to those places. Right. Not from here. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not at all. So, all right. Well, now that I've outed you as living in Montana, um, (laughs) you are the author of, this will be your fourth book now coming out? Yep. Okay. Yes. All right. And it's called The Wind Blows in Sleeping Grass. That's a cool title. (laughs) <laughs> this was like that's really cool where did that come from all right tell us the story behind yeah. the title well first of all the title is a little bit of a mouthful I've I've had a lot of people kind of stumble over it and I've thought man maybe maybe it was maybe it's a little too long but too late <laughs> now it doesn't matter so it's on the cover now so you're it doesn't matter it. now it's too late yeah so <laughs> the town the fictional town in the story is called sleeping grass oh. and, and so and it's set in northern Montana in the prairie lands where mm-hmm. it's very windy all the time mm-hmm. up on the high line. And so the wind blows in sleeping grass um, okay. kind of comes naturally. And yeah. the wind plays a big part in the story. So, okay. Like the literal wind or like the winds of change? Um, both. both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So tell us a little bit about the story. What's the general synopsis? Because as authors, we love that question. <laughs> yeah we love it so much it's I know tell book. me what your book's about I don't know <laughs> yeah so well, like I said it's set in northern Montana in a really small rural place um the isolated and it's about Pete who's 50 year old guy who um lives alone with his pot-bellied pig Pearl oh, God. and him and Pearl um pick up trash for the town of sleeping grass and from his garbage truck he sees kind of a whole other side of the town that most people don't get to see. Mm. Um, and because of that, he ends up running into lots of um, shenanigans that then I'll, I'll leave that part um, out so I don't spoil it, but that's <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. What a neat perspective from the garbage man. You know, I never thought about that before. They probably yeah. do see a lot. And not to mention, they see people's garbage. So that says a lot about families right. too. You, I, my brother is actually a garbage man. And okay. I got the idea from him because he would mention how 
just things that he would notice because people don't pay any attention to you when you're the garbage man. You're just kind of there coming and going. Yeah. Um, you're part of the scenery and they don't pay attention. So you notice what they're doing, what they're throwing away, what mm -hmm. kinds of things are happening in their alley when you go down to pick up the can, sure. but they don't really notice you. Um, and so he would tell me stories about things like that. And they, that's what gave me the idea. That is so fascinating. Also, I have to say right now, everybody, thank your garbage men, because mm -hmm. seriously, that yes. can be a fun job <laughs> and they work super hard. Yeah. And just imagine what life would be like without them. Oh, it would be stinky, literally. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. Yes, yes. yes. I, I go to church with, um, I have a friend at church. They're probably listening to this podcast. So Chip, here's your moment of fame. Um, but his wife and I were chatting and um, discovered that her husband, like before we knew each other, her husband happened to be our garbage man. <laughs> and all of a sudden putting a face to the name of the person that hauls away your garbage, you're like, you are a bona fide hero, like yes. for real. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the more that I researched for this and the more that I wrote about Pete and his adventures, the more I came to appreciate the garbage. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Well, it's such a neat perspective too, because um, when, I think when you are that silent witness, there's probably a lot of junk in people's lives that you see not the pun was not intended when I said junk either but you know just this the stuff that you're witnessing and it sounds like that's kind of where you went with the story right yes exactly okay all right so does Pearl the potbelly pig ride along with Pete in the garbage truck yes she does <laughs> oh my gosh this is better and better every step so here's Pearl oh She's adorable. She looks really soft and squishy. Yeah, she is. I love it. Did you make her? I did not. There's okay. a high school girl um, at the local farmer's market okay. who designs and, and crochets all of these little critters. And I asked if she could do a pearl. And so she custom made this for me. That is the best. Yeah. <laughs> that is That looks like it's that really um, soft chenille type yarn too. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now you've got Moulin and you have Pearl. I love it. Yep. And didn't you have a goat in one of your past books or am I just completely imagining Yep. That? There was a goat named Smelly Melly. Yep. <laughs> Y'all, if you have not read these books, you are completely <laughs> um, not just missing out, but you're actually undermining your own personal joy. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that should be on a t-shirt. So I think so. I think so. <laughs> I will I will put that on an endorsement for your books right there. You're undermining your own That's personal that. joy if you do <laughs> not read Katie Pounder's books. Oh man. Great. <laughs> okay, so we have Montana, we have a pot bellied pig, we have a garbage man who sees all sorts of things. But I'm guessing there's other characters that kind of weave in and out of the story as well that maybe we should get to know or so the other point of view character is Wilma, and she's an 80-year-old widow, and she's on Pete's route. And so okay. through the garbage truck, they end up, meet, you know, meeting. Yeah. They fall into each other's lives. So mm -hmm. she um, she it has a connection to Pete's past when he was a kid okay. that he doesn't know about. Mm. So that's a big part of the story as well. And then her housekeeper, Lily, Mm -hmm. um comes into play and Pete has a crush on Lily so there's a little bit of a love story there mm -hmm. um and then Pete's best friend is named Wendy Ray 
Okay. And Wendy Ray is Pete's only friend. Pete's pizza loner. He he just kind of keeps to himself. Wendy Ray is his only friend, and um, he is, and also an older man. So mm -hmm. most characters are yeah are older than yeah yeah. I like that too. And you know us that are approaching middle age, we need some representation in books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because you were talking about Pete being a 50 some year old man and I'm sitting here picturing like this older man like my fatherly type and then I'm suddenly realizing how old my husband is and I'm going okay then yeah 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 that's yeah. my age group it's not, coming it's up. not that old it's, it's not that not far that away <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man so when you think about the story and you think about the characters in the story did you have an overall um theme that you were going for from a spiritual standpoint or was it just kind of a story of lives that inter inter interweave um I mean a little bit of both because I think from the very beginning because Pete's a garbage man and because of that whole idea of picking up trash and like seeing what people throw away that whole idea of course just sort of lent itself to like one man's trash is another man's treasure yeah. type of an idea mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that whole idea that what some people might cast aside whether it's things or people that people will think are not important and will cast aside other people will think is special you know and valuable um so that's a big theme in the story for yeah. sure yeah. yeah and then also like you said the idea of just these people's lives weaving together um how you just never know who you know your garbage man your neighbor um, whoever that you you might run into you just never know what what's going on with them mm -hmm. how your life intersect um, and how special you might be to each other if you give each other a chance yeah yeah well and I think that's for people who haven't had the privilege of living in a small community um, I think that concept of Mr. Rogers neighborhood is a little bit more foreign um but really that's kind of what it's like when you have these small communities, whether they're Montana or Wisconsin, like you where I'm at. And you really do um, either get to know each other's business or you really hide your business because once it's out, the whole town knows. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So in sleeping grass, there's about 1200 people in sleeping grass. Mm -hmm. And so everybody kind of knows what's going on with everybody. And that's one reason Pete, he tries to keep himself, doesn't want attention, doesn't want mm -hmm. people, you know, poking their business yeah. into his business. Um, but of course, he fail, ends up failing at that and, <laughs> be, you know, putting himself out there. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, that makes sense. Have you ever had um, kind of those experiences in your small town experience where you're like, people just go away, just go? <laughs> it's well, what happens is my husband is the manager at the hardware store. Okay. And so pretty much every person in town goes through that store mm -hmm. at the end of the week, you know, throughout the course of a week, everybody in town has been in there. Right. <laughs> at right. Some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gets a lot of news, a lot of gossip, a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um so then and it happened just this morning. Then he'll, he'll walk out of the house, you know, or he'll run to the post office. And everybody's like, hey, Sandy, hey, Sandy, look, there's hey, Sandy. And he's like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and so that it does, sometimes you kind of do wish you could just be a little more anonymous. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. I get that. So 
Okay, so here's a loaded question. You're Andy and you're working in the local hardware store. I'm putting your husband on the spot here. And you find out all the all the secrets of the town and all the, you know, ins and outs. Like what do what's our responsibility? What do you think our responsibility as um community members, Christians, um family, because we live in the same town, what's our responsibility to do with some of this information that we may inadvertently or purposefully come into? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I think for the most part, it's purposeful because people will tell him, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. totally different if he yeah. was overhearing something that wasn't for him, he would not engage with that at all. Right. right. But we're talking about people actually telling him to his face, you know, so that's now public information for the Mm -hmm. most part. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that is interesting because sometimes it will be something that's like a need, you Mm -hmm. know, or Mm -hmm. something that is like, Hey, you know, I could help with that. And actually, because one time, one time it was a lady who she just was having a hard time. This was an older lady and she was trying to buy like a, a weed whacker I think or something because she thought I don't know how I'm going to get this yard cleaned up and all this stuff because my husband got hurt and all this stuff well you know he told me about that I was like I can do that I took my boys and we went to her house and we cleaned her yard you know and uh that's just that's something that you can do in a place like this and that's not something that just you can that just anyone could do in any place obviously right right that's you know, this sort of a special case, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel some responsibility too. If there's a need that comes up or something that I'm like, I can do something about this or, or, you know, someone who can. Right. No, he's sort of like the middleman. Like someone tells him something. He's like, well, there's no, we don't, we can't help you with that. We don't know anything about it, but he knows this other guy, you know, Yeah. and we can sometimes connect them and we've done that too. Yeah. And so, yeah, it kind of, (laughs) you know, it, I don't know. It's sort of like the watering hole, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's really true. And, you know, for those of us, or for those of the people that are listening who are like, I don't relate to that kind of small town. Cause if somebody yeah. showed up in my yard and mowed my grass, <laughs> I'd have an issue, but right. <laughs> you know, you can kind of dial it back to, and even look at your church community or, you know, some of those smaller communities that you're part of that might be, you know, a big city, but yet you're in your church and, um, it's, it's neat. Cause I was just kind of along those lines. I was out of town for my dad's 80th birthday. So I wasn't able to be there. And I had just posted something about it on Facebook. And the next thing I know, someone from church had gone over, they'd taken balloons, they'd baked in a cake, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that small town community yeah, idea I love of, that. Yeah. of helping when the other mm-hmm. person can't be there and that yeah. family element. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. community. And I, yeah. I love that about our town. And I, so I think a lot of that tends to come out in my books, mm-hmm. that sort of pretty small town yeah. family. Town. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people relate to that small town and that more rural setting too, because you don't see that pictured as much in books nowadays. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot yeah. of books are taking place in Chicago or Milwaukee or New York <laughs> or more suburbs and, and things like that and urban areas. And, and then there's those of us stuck out in the sticks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I really know. I, I've never lived, you know, in the city. This, mm-hmm. is, this is my life. So yeah. That, yeah. I really do. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do is go to the local coffee shop in the morning and see like, feels like half the town yep. is there getting their coffee. You're like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? Yep. Hey. <laughs> yep. 
Going to the game tonight? Yep. 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 Homecoming game. The whole town shows yep. up. We'll see you there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So if I'm reading your book, what what would you say is one of the um things that you would hope or one of the takeaways that you'd hope I'd get from it um by the time I close it? Um, I think in the book, so Pete's friend, Wendy Ray, that I mentioned mm -hmm. a couple different times, he says to Pete, you know, everything that the creator makes has value, mm -hmm. but a man must choose whether or not to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really hopefully comes out in the book. That's something I would want people to take away thinking about that idea of, you know, am I choosing to see the value, the good in these things, or am I just... Like even the garbage man, you know, right. things like that. Or am I just, they're just there and I don't, you know, I don't pay any attention and um, you're then you're missing out on the treasure that's right under your nose. Mm. I love that. So I can't, that, that, um, what's the phrase? One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever gone into like those craft shows where you're like, they like literally picked through the garbage and they yeah. turned these crazy art pieces out of it. And you're like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. I, I love do. repurposed stuff, repurposing crafts. And I've done some of that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't done some of that because I'm just not crafty. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I don't know what to do with it, but it's a good idea for someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to just re like, we had a trampoline okay. that di it died. Yeah. It just, you know, it was like six years old or yeah. more. So it, it, it died. Um, so I took the springs off okay. and I spray painted them and hung them like this so that they're like hanging their hang from the shed. And then they have hooks on the bottom because that was how yeah. they work with the spring. So at the bottom where the hooks are, then if I find something interesting, like a little, one of them's like a little bell and one's like an old key, then I hang it on the hook and it hangs from the, and that so that's so simple, but so cool. I love well, that. And I could not bear to throw those in the garbage. There's, I just I couldn't it. do it I couldn't I do it. it so your brother was probably happy too he didn't have to come haul those away <laughs> to, yeah all these metal springs I'm like I, there's got to be something I can do with this I cannot throw these away yeah yeah my mom used <laughs> to do that with old tools she'd find old oh, tools yeah. and she had a shed and she would hang all the old tools on the outside of the old shed yeah so totally. I'm kind of like this is either really quaint mom or really creepy because there's like pitchforks on the side of yeah. this shed and if somebody runs into it in the middle of the night we have a problem yeah yeah that's true but 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, in the zombie apocalypse though it might not be it's bad perfect. place to be no like, no that's where I'm headed be. yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, I love it. No, that's a neat idea for the springs though. Now I want to go look and see what I can repurpose. Yeah. Probably won't I mean, be too much, but some spray paint, you know, usually sometimes just some spray paint, you yeah. can totally re give something yeah. new life. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> idea. I love that. And did you use red spray paint? No, cause I, I wanted oh. to use spray paint that I already had. Aha. Yep. And I had orange and teal. So oh, that that's what I used. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I just yeah, I know you like red, so <laughs> yeah. No, if I would have had red, I would have used it. I <laughs> didn't want to go buy new spray paint until I used the right. spray paint that I already had. It's good stewardship. Yes. There you so. go. <laughs> yep. Very good stewardship. <laughs> well, the wind blows in sleeping grass. It's See, not too you. much of a mouthful. It really isn't. <laughs> it it's is. Just I can't read my handwriting, and I had written it down. 
I was going to say the wind, the wind blows in spring. And I'm like, no, that's not it. The wind <laughs> blows in sleeping grass comes out September 26th. Yes. And is available for pre-order now. So if you're hearing this before the 26th, um, you'll want to grab your pre-order so you get it ASAP. And um, it sounds like a delightful book, but also one that's thought provoking and um, get us thinking a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I, I like for people to walk away from my stories. Yeah thinking about coming with questions like I don't really care too much about answering questions in my stories mm-hmm. um I'm more concerned with asking asking them. Yeah. yeah well and I think that's a, a thing that culture needs more of is the permission to ask questions and even the top yeah. ones and sure. explore yeah yeah absolutely to have the answers you know and no. and I, my stories typically don't wrap up with a bow at the end they're mm-hmm. usually pretty open-ended mm-hmm. and uh that bothers some people, you know, because they want to have an ending. Right. They want a resolution. Right. Um, and that's just not where I'm, you know, where I'm going with it. So, yeah. Well, and life isn't unfortunately like that. So it's nice to have, right. I mean, we always need those happily ever afters yeah. type stories, but it is. And nice I like to, those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to have stories that are thought provoking and, and make you think and give you something to chew on after you. Those are the books that tend to really stick with you, or at least they mm-hmm. do with me. Cause I'm thinking yeah. about them a long time after I've closed the book. So cool. Well, if readers want to follow you and find out more about you and your other books that you have available, where should they go? Um, katiepowner.com. We'll have the links to all of my socials okay. and blogs and pre-orders and Perfect. all the links. <laughs> all the links are there. Well, yep. <laughs> Malene, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been really quiet today, but we appreciate yeah. Well, she mostly she's just here to make sure I don't embarrass myself. Yeah, I think she did a good job because you did not embarrass yourself, <laughs> at least not that I saw. So, <laughs> Katie, it's been so fun to have you here again, and we'll look forward to next time. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.